T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is where we find... Will Salmon of The Athletic covers the Brewers. And, Will, we appreciate the time here to wrap up 2020. Uh, how, how are things? It's been good to be on with you. Things are pretty good. Um, on the work front, it's been a little bit slow. <laughs> Everybody listening probably can tell by the uh, lack of transactions and some player movement for the Brewers so far in December uh, with what, one, day, one day left. But, um, you know, uh, that probably just means that things will pick up in uh, January and February as we hopefully head into a uh, more normalized uh, spring uh, yeah. season. Yeah, and, and, and we will, uh, as of right now, as, as you know, uh, Craig Council has been informed, just a standard operating procedure you're, to report to spring training. That's all they know right now. Now, again, things could change, and there may be you know, some, some bickering uh, on and off. Uh, between the Players Association and and the owners if things don't fall right for an opening day of, of April 1st for the league. Do you see that happening? And I'm not going to ask you to be an expert on, on vaccinations and you know sur- pandemic surges and things like that, but just in a general sense, do you, do you think we'll – I'll just tell you right now, I think we get going on April 1st. What about you? I hope so. Um, you know, I'm probably split like 50-50 on, on how I feel about it as far as a guess. I mean, I'm 100% hopeful, of course, that we start on April 1st and things proceed as um, we would love them to with 162 games, uh, no interruptions. But part of me is also just skeptical of that happening uh, a little bit just from what we saw last year. Um kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths and um, knowing like you mentioned and alluded to about the contract uh, for next year um, and the vaccinations of course so we'll see Um, I could see and I could see a path where they delay it for a few weeks and then maybe we get 120 games or so but I'm hopeful that that will not that will not occur I mean we're we're talking and we're having this conversation on you know, December 30th, and we still got a couple of months to go before, or at least a month and a half or so before spring trading is supposed to pick up. So I think that uh, time may not necessarily be in our favor, but there's still a lot of time here uh, before we know for sure where things are headed. I, uh, I just hope they've learned from last year that, you know, just, just from, from the adults in the room perspective, that just talk face to face. Stop with this media sparring. I mean, if if you do have to get into, you know, whether or not uh, it's prorated pay or whether you want a piece of the the, the postseason network television uh, pie, 
I just, I just think there's better communication. I thought we had made some progress when uh, both sides had met in, what, Arizona last year uh, when they were trying to hash out a deal here. And it seemed positive. As it turned out, it, it wasn't, but it seemed a little more positive than anything. I just hope they've, they've learned from some of the negotiation tactics from last year. And I get the business side of things. Now, on the field side of things, <clears throat> Wow. Um, you saw things didn't work out, uh, for a Justin smoke for a Brock Holt among others. Is that where we're headed again in your mind? Will that, uh, you know, Matt Arnold, the new GM of this team, along with David Stearns, the president, they're going to sort of dip down into these veteran, try and catch lightning in a bottle type guys. It could be. And a lot of that's because of that's, kind of where the free agent market is right now. I mean, one of my favorite free agent targets or uh, people available right now is Jock Peterson. And, you know, he, he's definitely a flawed player himself. He's, he's, he has some issues. And, you know, frankly, um, you know, he, he tried playing first base in 2019 and it didn't work out so well for him. I made a handful of errors in a short amount of time. And that's where the gaping hole is for the Brewers right now, first base and third base. And so if you look at it, they could probably do something that you mentioned just there with acquiring somebody, a veteran player who uh, has maybe had some seasons where he's shown some pop and has shown the ability to hit some home runs. Unfortunately, you know, they just don't have the, um, the farm system to make a, to swing a trade that would really generate the kind of headlines that the Padres have been doing, or, you know, even just a, a smaller to a smaller magnitude. I mean, they just do not have the, uh, the resources to, to pull that sort of trade off, I feel like, unless they want to trade away, you know, somebody like a Bryce Terang or something like that, who's, you know, one of the only guys in the top 100 on these lists of prospects across the country. Uh, so it, it's hard to envision them sort of not going down that path, honestly, because you could kind of see them acqui- uh, signing or acquiring maybe a uh, utility guys type, like a, you know, a Kiki Hernandez or, or somebody like that. Um, you know, if you want to go even further down the list of guys who maybe don't have as much, um, maybe not as much of a, a strong bet that the Brewers will land, just because I assume they would have a lot of suitors. Somebody like a Tommy Lastella comes to mind who could play a couple of different positions. Uh, so those type of players are the type of players the Brewers have targeted in prior off seasons. Um, I assume that they are in talks with with uh, similar type players this year, or they will be soon. And yeah, I just, I figure that. That will be it, and I think that they're going to hope that their core players uh, bounce back. Obviously, Christian Yelich, that's at the top, but also Omar Narvaez, that catcher, Aviasel Garcia in the outfield. Uh, the list goes on and on. They're going to hope that Lorenzo Cain bounces back after mm-hmm. uh, sitting out last season and after, mind you, the uh, poor season by his standards in 2019. So there's a lot of ifs in that lineup. They're going to hope that most of them come true. Will Salmon covers the Brewers for The Athletic. Our conversation here, final in 2020, as uh, the Brewers did make the playoffs for the third consecutive year. And I, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about that. The other teams had the same chance, and the Brewers, you know, expanded playoffs or not, they, they, they got in. So we'll focus on, on that positive. Just in a couple of specifics, um, I, I think the money is still curious to me as to how low some indications are that it's going to be. 
If you have Eric Thames signing a $1 million deal to go to Japan, what does that tell you uh, about you know, what's happening here in the States with regards to payroll? Now, Justin Smoke, I, I don't blame him at all. There ain't nobody in this country, no, none of the 30 teams are going to give him 6 to $7 million to play baseball this year. But Thames is curious for only a million, I wondered if the Brewers had thought about that at first. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on both of those things. Uh, you know, nobody was giving Smoke a, a, maybe even a third of what he, what he was able to get. You know, honest, I mean, after after his season uh, with the Brewers and, and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you on, on on Eric. I mean, that's that was definitely a curious deal, and uh, I'm not sure exactly how that figure came to be or, or why it wasn't higher, or um, if he had more interest going back to the States and perhaps landing a better contract. I would feel like he would get one. Uh, but for the Brewers, you know, their payroll is going to be lower. Uh, it definitely seems that way. And it's, you know, David Sturz has all but said that. I feel like um, at the end of the season when he was asked about payroll, you know, he mentioned that it had gone up in each of the last few seasons, but it wasn't a guarantee that that was happening again. And if you read between the lines and if you see the moves or the lack of moves that they've made, yeah, uh, or, you know, it just definitely spells that it's going to be lower. I mean, we saw, saw that even with their um, arbitration uh, decisions. Um, they were able to strike some deals, fortunately, for the players especially, uh, with uh, Omar Narvaez, or Orlando Arce, a couple of other guys, uh, before even getting to that stage. So, But they took a fraction of, of what they were going to get. I mean, they, they took pay cuts, uh, both those players. So I think that also tells you uh, where the market is and, just the financial climate surrounding not only the players, but also the teams right now and their unwillingness to spend. One of the more fan-dependent organizations uh, in all of baseball are the Brewers, and we, we all acknowledge that. I think the organization certainly acknowledges that. The fans are well aware of it, at least in terms of uh, my conversations about Brewers baseball. I, and I don't want to hold uh, you to the grindstone on this. And a lot of reporters, they don't like to throw out – you know, a specific uh, prediction at all, but what, what would you think a ballpark figure would be for the, for the uh, given the fact that they'll play 162? Will, and again, I don't want to press you on it, but it, just to get your comment on where you think that annual payroll will be for the field players uh, in, here in 2021. Mm, that, I would say probably... I'm thinking off the top of my head here as I look as I crunch some numbers quickly. I mean, I, well, you're, I, you're getting you're getting brought off the, the payroll too, so that's a good point to make. I feel like. Um, even well, I'll just tell you where where, where I'm at with this. I, I'm probably I would be surprised if it were more than 75 million. I think it could be low as 55 million. Yeah, that would be seriously low. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I mean what what Tampa do last year? Sixty, sixty-five, or sixty-three? I mean, and that was you know, the 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 year prior. I I know it, it it can be done, but boy, that's that's a low number. But again, I, if there's no fans in the stand, especially if there's no fans in the stands, you you get if you start this season with no fans, and 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 Stearns and company, they know it. Oh, they're not investing a ton of money. Who would to run their business like that? Yeah, I mean, even the question of whether or not they will has, has I feel like, stalled 
many teams, especially a team like the Brewers that, like you said, are dependent on it. Um, you know, I mean, that's a serious flow of their revenue, especially when you consider their you know, the TV deals that other teams have. Um, yeah, they're dependent on the ticket sales, the at, at the gate, that revenue that matters to them a great deal. And so, I, you know, I, I I don't think it's crazy. I think that you know, 15 million less, at, you know, maybe even at least is probably a a safe bet right now. It's hard it's hard to to make that bet on December 30th with mm-hmm. so much you know weeks ahead of us where they could they can make a couple of deals and you know a couple of deals add up even if they're not some glamorous names you know three or four of those type of deals will add up to you know 10 or 15 more million million dollars so you know but i i just think that 15 million dollars less is probably a, a safe bet right now and it could be even lower than that okay uh final thing here the position player group uh, that's going to be some moving parts here i i do believe there'll be some jed jerkos brought in and i i'm kind of curious why they didn't just offer him he was the one guy that did per- perform last year and he's the one guy that is versatile can play some first can play some third he can do some dh for you quality veteran i, I just uh, again i'm curious he'd come at a at a good price however the pitching staff, I think I'm pretty good with, we'd all like a, a top-of-the-line guy. We'd all like that stud at the top, of course. The Brewers already have one. His name is Brandon Woodruff. But the the, the question would be, is Burns Burns like he was this year? Is he going to be that in 2021? Because look out if he is. Adrian Hauser could take the next step like Burns did this year. Then you've got uh, you know the veterans behind behind those two guys. What do you think of that five man? I think they could stand to add another veteran pitcher, somebody like Brett Anderson that they had last year. It would help them. I don't think it's a necessity for this team. Certainly not on the priority list as much as a first base, third baseman is uh, clearly, but it could help them um, if they don't do that. I guess they're fifth, the fifth guy in their rotation. Um, with the fourth being somebody like Josh Lindblom, the fifth guy would probably be Eric Lauer or. Freddie Peralta, um, and that gives him a pretty solid rotation. I mean, that's pretty similar to what they had last year, and the emergence of Corbin Burns allows them to sort of say to themselves, okay, maybe we don't need that veteran guy that we had last year because he's our number two and our number three, four are settled, and it's just really number five guy that we have to figure out, and they have options for that. So I can see them going both paths there. Um, as far as Burns go, I think that you could probably expect some regression, right, just because he was close to perfect in some of those starts that he had. <laughs> Um, You know, the numbers are not going to be, you know, the video game type numbers that they were in 2020, I would assume, but he's still going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, And I think that that's a formidable one-two punch. And then if, uh, you know, you get some stability out of Lindblom and maybe if Hauser bounces back, you have a pretty solid rotation. And I think that the key to their pitching staff, though, is their bullpen with how strong it is and how versatile it is. So even if the rotation isn't all that great behind Burns and Woodruff, uh, they can make it work, and they can definitely win games with pitching because that bullpen is, is that strong. All right, Will, great uh, having the conversation with you. Let's not forget about my boy Drew Rasmussen, who I don't think the jury's out whether or not he'll be a starter or not. I think they're easing him into his Major League Baseball career because of his injury and because of his youth. I wouldn't rule that out uh, at, at all. And then the other guy I wanted was Josh Bell. Josh Bell would have been perfect for this team. And I mean perfect for this team. 
at a very affordable rate for now for Josh Bell. I just had to throw that out to you, Will. I always read your stuff, and I appreciate uh, all the information. I appreciate our conversations here in 2020, and we'll do it again in 21, all right? I'm looking forward to it, Tim. Thanks again for having me on. You got it. From The Athletic, it's Will Salmon talking Brewers baseball on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.